0: Welcome to the How Justice is Served podcast with attorney Jed Kurzban. If you're practicing attorney or a business person who needs to persuade others when the stakes are high, this is the podcast for you. Whether you stand in the courtroom or the boardroom, Jed will teach you how to persuade people when it really matters. Listen as Jed shares keen insights, life lessons, and memorable stories all delivered with a dose of humor. Here's your host, Jed
1: Kurzban. I'm joined today by Jed Kurzban. He is the author of How Justice is Served. And so Jed, it is so great to sit down with you and talk, even though it is virtual, all about your book, How Justice is Served. It's, it's great to talk with you today. I do want to um, kind of get a little bit of your backstory and talk a little bit about that. And so I was wondering, you know, how did how would you describe you and, and what you do?
0: Sure, well, it's very nice to meet you as well. I will tell you, I am a kid from Miami, local. I practice in Miami, Florida. Uh, I was very lucky that I was the son of a lawyer. My father was an attorney. And so I grew up watching my father who had some pretty large trials and was pretty well known in his own right. Um, and so when I was a young boy and saw what my father did and how he helped people, I wanted to help people. I wanted to be part of that. And so I went away for college and came back to the University of Miami for law school, knowing I wanted to practice in Miami where I grew up. And I wanted to find a way to really use my skills to help people. And my skills generally have been that I'm very good at understanding people. I'm a regular guy, Uh, you know, play ball and go to the beach and grew up here and, Juries are like me, and I'm like juries. And if I think someone deserves help, a jury is going to think someone deserves help. And so I wanted to be part of that system to help people because I saw private industry is about profit, making money. And that's okay, but they're not about helping people. And unfortunately, our government isn't really about helping people. Um, It doesn't do what it needs to do for catastrophically injured people. And so when I saw people that were catastrophically injured, blind, paralyzed, uh, unable to speak, unable to function because their kidneys have been destroyed and they have kidney transplant and bowel rejection or heart disease that was untreated or misdiagnosed. I wanted to be a part of that. And so the bulk of what I do is to help these catastrophically injured people, mostly in medical malpractice. Um, Why medical malpractice is interesting. I... I love the cerebral nature of dealing with these physicians and doctors and science. It's something that really attracted me early on. I was lucky enough, as I said, to have a father who was an attorney and he let me find my path. I was a public defender for a little bit in law school. I didn't really want to be part of the criminal system. I didn't feel like I was really helping people. Uh, I did some family law cases. Again, I didn't feel like I was really helping people. I was just part of a system that sort of turned. Um, I did some personal injury work that I enjoyed, it was smaller end automobile accident. Uh, And then I got my first medical malpractice case and really enjoyed sparring with the doctor, seeing how this doctor made these mistakes, holding him accountable because doctors generally tend to defend themselves very um, fervently. They don't like to admit they made mistakes. You know, and it's a little bit like in a car accident case. If you were in someone, you say, I'm sorry. You know, I I got distracted. I apologize. Here's my insurance. They'll take care of the damage. Right. Doesn't work that way in medical malpractice. These insurance companies will spend literally millions of dollars to fight to not have to pay to prove a point that they're not going to give these injured victims any money. I fought cases for seven, eight years. I have spent. Two to $300,000 in cases, and I know they've spent double or triple what I've spent to fight me. Hmm. And it really bothers me that sort of this bottomless checkbook of insurance companies gets to really destroy these little people who are injured through no fault of their own. Hmm. And I thought they didn't have a really solid champion for them, and I wanted to be that champion. And that's what led to my book. My book is about, as I say in my book, the Davids fighting the Goliaths. I've always related to that story. It's part of what I believe. As I started my book, you know, I had my own difficulties and wanted to overcome them and tried very hard to make sure anyone that is put in this position where they're being sort of bullied. Bullied by the time it takes, bullied by the money they'll spend, bullied by the horrendous actions these insurance companies will take and these defense lawyers will take. And I, I wanted to defend them. And it started as an early age when I was, you know, a wrestler in high school and I hated bullies. And I would walk around and try to protect some of the smaller kids from bullies because it just bothered me. And it it bothers me today.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you, is there anything in particular in your childhood, you know, growing up with a dad that was an attorney? um, Was there anything that happened when you were a kid that made you think, okay, this is what I want to do when I grow up? I want to follow in my dad's footsteps.
0: So I talk about it in my book. There's uh, a trial that I remember very well. Um, he was actually an iron worker. He was building buildings and making sure buildings are safe. That's what iron workers do. It's a really hard job. Mm-hmm. And the owner's son, the owner of a huge construction company's son, was playing around and he went into a crane and dropped a thousand pound wrecking ball sixty feet into the air, down the, from the air, down to the ground and crushed this iron worker's foot. Mm. My father sued the uh, company. I must have been in college then, or just starting law school, I think. And I was down for the trial, either was break or I was here. And the day of trial, they admitted liability. Mm. So they admitted they were wrong, but it took two years before they admit they were wrong and hundreds of thousands of dollars. They'd sent investigators to harass this man. They were pretty terrible the insurance company. And in the end they said, yeah, okay, it's our fault, but it's a crushed foot. It's not that big a deal. You know, if you wore better shoes, maybe this thousand pounds cement ball wouldn't have destroyed his foot. Maybe mm-hmm. it's his fault. You don't have to give him so much money. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of uh, the trial, close an argument, my father came and said to the jury in a very matter of fact way, the way I am as well, it was, they admit they're wrong and they just don't want to pay. They say they were wrong, they say they destroyed this man's life, and all they want to do is give him pennies, and he threw like a hundred pennies in the air, and they were shining in the light and slamming all over the bar, falling the in penny. front of the jury. It was awesome. <laughs> I was crazy. in the back, watching these pennies glitter, and I thought, oh, that's just awesome. I want in. <laughs> um, and then I talk about the judge, because they don't really like theatrics, most of these judges, screamed at my father. Mr. Gershman, pick those pennies up right now. My father turned to me and said, pick up the pennies. And so I was on my hands and knees for like 10 minutes, picking up pennies all over the courtroom thinking, this is just the best. I can't wait to do this Put (laughs) pennies in my pocket that I'm picking up. And it was great. And I was, I was hooked from that day and knew I wanted to be a trial attorney.
1: I love that. That's cool. And now for you personally, when you're practicing law and when you're approached by a client, um, Kind of what are those things that you look for in a client and and they help maybe help you evaluate, okay, is this person just an ambulance chaser or is this truly something that I need to take on? What are the things that you evaluate about a client?
0: So there are three things that I think separate me from most attorneys. Number one, I do all my own intakes. Mm -hmm. I don't have a staff talk to my clients beforehand. I don't push them off to some agency to do it. I do it. They put a call in my office. They get me. Jed Kurzman, and I speak to them. And if I think they sound like they have a real problem, they're not fishing for answers, they're not saying, you know, a buddy of mine told me I'd get a million dollars if I call a lawyer. If I really think they're hurt, then I will, you know, see them and talk to them and start to review their case. Number one, that makes me different than 90% of lawyers that exist in the country. Number two, when I meet with them and I see them, I'm a regular guy. You know, I was not fancy. I don't have anything special about me. I had to work hard to get to where I am. And I'm just like a jury. And if I like that person, the jury will like that person. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like that person, I don't want them as a client because the jury won't like them.
1: Yep. So that's
0: my number two. And then number three, I do a very extensive review of the records. I make sure they're truly hurt. I make sure that they can document all the problems they've had, that they're not just sort of making it up they're not malingering they're not pretending they're not going in and saying you know this is the worst pain on a man it's a 10 out of 10 and the next day say oh no I'm fine it's not so bad I want to see that they are consistent in their complaints and they're really hurt Mm -hmm. after that those three steps if I think it's a good case I will take the case
1: well, I love hearing that, that how you are so thorough and diligent in making sure that you're taking care of your clients and that they are truly in in um, need of help. And, and that's what you're about. So I so appreciate the chance to talk with you. And I would really encourage everyone to go and pick up a copy of your book. It's How Justice is Served. It's by Jed Kurzban. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the How Justice is Served podcast with Jed Kurzman. Learn more or get a copy of Jed's book when you reach out to him at kktplaw.com. That's kktplaw.com.